here we are, another week. I think we're at week 27 for Scissors oh and God. Scrubs. I know, can you believe That's it? That's crazy. I'm Nicole. Lara. And since we had such a successful summer series, we're bringing you one installment of a winter <laughs> series. One installment and one installment only, because we have a lot to cram in this winter. Yeah. Um, so we are going to cover snowing and ice accidents yes. we're not bringing to you um yetis and polar bears nobody's eating anybody in this no. episode but we're going to give you the dangers of um there's a lot of falling a lot of falling mm-hmm. a lot of cutting mm-hmm. can get real ugly up, mm-hmm. uh, up in the winter time yeah so sparkles what are you covering first i'm covering ice fishing injuries i that just doesn't uh-huh. sound like i just picture an old man on a crate in a shack oh no like how do you get hurt ice oh fishing? no these shacks are for real now yeah they are they're mm. posh very, very. They're like glamping <laughs> on ice. And then I will do falling through ice. Oh, my nightmare. Like it's, a living nightmare. It's literally a nightmare. Of mine. Like, yeah, I can't even watch movies. No. Falling through it's, the ice. Uh, and they're, uh, like, the, oh, they're trapped underneath and I'm oh, dying on. No. So I will have snowmobiling and, of course, everybody's favorite winter sport, skiing. Of course. We'll probably will finish up a little skiing accident. Yeah. All right, so why don't you take it away with, are we doing um, ice fishing. the ever-dangerous ice fishing? We'll do the ice okay. fishing. I ice think fish. it's, I mean, it's a, it's something you don't think about. Not even a little bit, because <laughs> no. um, I would think it doesn't take much. You're just sitting on the ice, but, you know, I don't want to sit on the ice. I don't like anything to do with ice. Ice freaks me out. I'm, petr- I'm petrified of it. Mm. I don't, like, you know, kids go play pond talking. Like, nope. Never go nope. on frozen water, yeah. ever. I don't like it. <laughs> Nothing about it. No. All right. So I found this article. Two residents at the Mayo Clinic, um, you know, it's freezing at the Mayo, at Clinic. The Mayo Clinic, mm-hmm. which is uh, why I will never go up there. Yeah. Um, they did a study that was published in 2016. They looked at all fishing injuries reported to EDs between 2009 and 2014. Love so fishing in the... Did a study on fishing injuries. <laughs> well, they... Because up there, like a lot of people ice fish because yeah, it's like... Because it's ice like nine out of 12 months. So for whatever, like they were like, oh, you want to come with me? Because I think one kid was from like the south and the other guy's from up there. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, why don't you come ice fishing? So they did this whole study. Um, Of the 8,220 cases of injuries in the ED, 85 were ice fishing related. 88% of whom were men with a mean age of under 40. So young guys. So dumbass men. Drinking. I was, just, I was just literally yeah. drinking was coming out of my mouth next. Yeah. Um, the most common injuries reported were orthopedic or musculoskeletal, and those were 46% of the injuries. Minor trauma like um, abrasions, lacerations, contusions, punctures, and um, hook injuries. That's fishing in general. Yeah. yeah. With 37%. I'm also petrified of that when people are fishing and they, you know, they... Oh, yeah. Long, like the pole, and I'm like waiting for the hook to long, come out. Long, long, long before I ever thought I would become a nurse. Medicine, nothing. I was like 14 years old, and I was with my father down in Florida to go see my grandfather, who was in the hospital. 2% of Florida is posh and fancy. Mm-hmm. 95%, 98% is hillbilly holiday mm-hmm. down there, right? So we're going through the ER, and they're all, all the patients are just sitting out. Mm-hmm. There is a kid sitting there, and he's got a fish hook oh. completely through his foot. Oh. And literally, <laughs> walked by, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> my father's like, just look away, just look away. I don't know why that bothers me so yeah. much. And he's sitting there like, nothing's wrong yeah. with this gigantic, in Hawaii, the same thing. We had a fisherman come in, 
it was the biggest, most industrial fish hook I've ever. Mm-hmm. It had to have hold, held like a thirty thousand pound fish through his elbow. Oh. So we had to clip off the end with big red, you know, big red. Yeah. Clip off the barb and pull it back through. Oh god! Imagine how bad that must hurt. No, I fish can't even. Fit, oh, through the eye. I'm I don't worried know about the eye. What it is? Because we I, we get patients in with knives still in them, like mm-hmm. being stabbed. It's the fish hook. doesn't bother me. It's the hook. Something about the hook. When Brian and I go walking down the beach. Oh. We have all all the guys fishing. Yeah. And I fly by them because I'm like, going to rear back and I'm getting back. one yeah. in my eye, you know? All right, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so those kind of injuries, like the little lacerations and stuff like that, are 37% of the injuries. Major trauma, like amputation, organ injury, and closed head injury are 6% of the injuries. Ice fishing. Mm-hmm. What are they doing in there? I'll tell you. Um, hot thermal injuries. Likely due to heating systems in the ice houses are about 5% of the injuries. Um, Immersion and drowning are 5% each of the injuries. And cold thermal injuries are 1% of the injury. Mm. Um, They said they were surprised when they did the study that the hot thermal injuries were seen much more frequently than the cold thermal injuries. But most people ice fishing now come prepared and they wear proper gear and clothing so that it lowers their risk of the cold thermal injuries, and then they have the heaters and the ice houses. They have, like, huge heating systems, like these people that go all the time, like ridiculous <laughs> heating systems, and they're very hot, and they take a long time to cool down. So it's easy to um, burn yourself. get a burn. You know, you're packing up. It's been off for two hours. You're this going is what leave. I don't understand, though. All right, you're on ice. Blowing something really hot. Right. Yeah. So don't you think that's going to weaken what you're on? Well, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't do it, but they say, you know, it's got to be so many inches of ice that you go out on. They, it won't out right. a whole... Let's finish I, up and see how these nuts are doing it. Um, also, people can have inhalation injuries and carbon monoxide poisoning from the heaters that. in yep. their little tents, igloos, whatever they are. <laughs> um, they also said the severity of injuries in ice fishing over regular fishing could have to do with the power tools that are brought for ice fishing. There's drilling, there's those... Power tools equal amputation. Right. So regular fishing, you're not using those little augers and drills and whatever. You're not using any of that when you go regular fishing. All that, I can go to the supermarket and get fish, and it's a lot easier. I mean, I think so too. Yeah. I don't need an auger. I don't guys need a fish like to go to out and sit on the they just thing get out. and get they the just fresh air they just and they're drinking and Mm-mm. having a day for themselves. Mm-mm. So here's some safe ways to go ice fishing. Okay. Okay. Only go out when conditions are safe. Don't go at the beginning or the end of the season. The problem with the beginning and the end, the end of the season is that's when people want to go because that's when the fish are the most active. Right, but the th- ice But the thick. ice is not thick enough. Um, and that's when they usually see the immersion injuries. Um, and those times are December and March. Don't go in December and March. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, check with local agencies for ice conditions and weather before you go. Take time to plan before going. Bring appropriate gear and wear warm clothing that covers all of your skin. Consume alcohol safely, not excessively. <laughs> I think that's a universal kind of rule. Anytime you apply to anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sport requires good judgment to continually assess ice thickness and weather conditions so you can't be blitzed. And thinking, oh, I know that this ice is... you got to be aware of your surroundings. Um, Use the buddy system. Do not go alone. And go with someone who is experienced. You can't be the only one out there. I shouldn't just be like, no, me and you should not. Let's give it a shot. (laughs) Let's see how this is going to work out. For many reasons. A, we'd both hate it. We'd be excessively drunk. (laughs) Because we hate it. We'd be stuck on the ice (laughs) in a blizzard or something. Um, 
always tell a friend or family member where you exactly you are going and use only ventilated ice fishing houses and quality heating devices. You don't want to die of carbon monoxide. You don't want to open a couple of sterno cans and just put them out. <laughs> no, that's not going to. So I did ice fishing injuries because um, my friend, I think it was last year. Last year? Last year or the year before? No, it was last year. Got injured ice fishing around him. I don't think I know anybody who ice fishes, let alone got injured. I only doing know it. the one. <laughs> I only know him. And we don't live in a big ice fishing area. No. <laughs> So my friend, um, he was going ice fishing with his friends. It was his birthday. I can think of a 90,000 other things I'd rather do my birthday Mm -hmm. than go ice fishing. (laughs) Um, They'd gone to three different lakes to make sure the ice was thick enough. They finally found a lake that was thick enough, and they started setting up this stuff. It was like 8 in the morning. Again. Yeah. Not something I want to And do. why do I have to get up that early? Are the fish going somewhere? They're frozen. They can't get out of there. I don't know. It's like a whole day event. And oh. you probably have to leave before dark. I can't think of anything more boring. I'm sorry. I don't know. Um, so it's about 8 in the morning, and they're setting things up, and all of a sudden his leg goes out below, beneath him on the ice. Like he just slipped. because oh, you're on Leg ice, went yeah. out. Um, and he tore his patella tendon <gasps> on his oh. left knee. He had torn his right patella tendon almost exactly 10 years prior. Ice when he fishing? slipped on black ice. Oh. No, not ice fish. He just slipped on black ice. You should ice. probably wear those crampon things know. all the time. <laughs> um, so he calls his wife, who's my friend. Um, he calls her, and she immediately thought, like, he fell through the ice. Yeah. That's all she can think. And he was, no, I swear to God, up and down. I didn't fall through the ice. Um, but he thought he had torn his patella tendon. And because he had done it before, he's like, it felt the same exact way. Yeah. Like, he knew that's what he did. Um he couldn't move. Now they're out on the ice on a pond. So his friend, he cold. had a buddy system. He had a buddy. His friend put him on the sled that they put all the equipment on and had to drag him back. He's a big dude, too. Like, tall, big guy. Yeah. Um, they get back up, get off the thing, get up the embankment. They call 911. In the meantime, my friend calls me. And she's like, you know, he just did this, blah, blah, blah. Who would you go see? We get those calls literally all the time. All the time. I tell her this is who I would go see. Yeah. Um, so when the ambulance came, like, he insisted. Listen, my girlfriend said I have to go here. We're going here. <laughs> you have to take me here. Yeah. So they take him to the hospital. The last time he had surgery, he went to a different place around here. And when they told me this, because they had told me this before when he got it, they put him in a full leg cast for 12 weeks That's after just, surgery. You wouldn't do that. No. Why would you do that? Fuck up the joint. Right. Because now nothing's moving yeah. for 12 weeks. And it's a joint. And I was like, they're not going to do that. And he's like, I can't do that again. I'm like, they're not going to do that. I'm telling that, you. Yeah. So he went He went in. They checked him out. They're like, yeah, you tell your patella tendon. You have to have surgery. Book it. Come back tomorrow for it. Mm-hmm. He came back. Then He went back the next day. Had the surgery. He was in the hospital for like two days. Went home with like a, you know, a brace. It was straight. Up, then they angle it because you have to move it. Um, he was thrilled. He was like, I can't believe I don't have to be in a cast but for three months. Having, like, when everyone's like, oh my God, what happened to your leg? Well, I was ice fishing. Like, I, how do you start that story? I, well, I was on a milk crate out in the ice. I can tell you what happened. Like, <laughs> really? Um, so he's, he's almost, yeah, it's almost been a year. Still not fully recovered, but he exercises, he works out. Wow. But they said he'll never like the same. fully recover it. Okay. But he's much better. And I know he... This experience was better than the last one. Yeah. He healed much faster. He could use it much faster. It worked better. Oh, weeks in a cast. Oof. 
12 weeks that's with a your leg in a straight time. cast. Yeah, that's that a doesn't long even time. make sense after surgery. No. So anyways, this this time it went much better, but he fell twice on ice. So just be very careful on ice. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go just on straight up ice. Forget it. I yeah. could have a million stories of people falling on ice. Um, all right. So is that taking me to snowmobiling? Yeah. The motorcycles of the winter? Yes. Okay. And we all know how I, I love motorcycles. I love snowmobiling. I bet you do. They're the motorcycles of the winter. My mother used to let us snowmobile when we were little. Her you know. boyfriend had a snowmobile, and we would go out on the snow. She would just... Across the lake. It would be across. a blast. And I get it. Because you're not on but the I road. But my mother, who's afraid I know, but of everything. I think people just think, like, okay. like, we're out in the woods. Yeah. No big deal. You know, the woods. Mm-hmm. That alone tells you why it's dangerous. Because you're in mm-hmm. the woods, which mm-hmm. is a lot of trees. Lots. With no seatbelt. Yep. So when you hit a pocket, you're, you're going to fly into a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally one of the articles was um, snowmobiles and motorcycles. Because they're exactly the same. Yeah. Okay, so snowmobiling-related injuries are the most common cause of severe injuries sustained in winter sports and recreational activities, according to, quote, BC Injury, British Columbia Injuries Mm -hmm. Research and Prevention Unit. Snowmobiles often weigh up to and over 600 pounds, and they can travel up to 120 kilometers, which Mm -hmm. sounds really fast, but when you go to those kilometers, you half it, so it's like 60 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, still fast. It's still fast, yeah. but you know, Americans, I like my miles per hour. I mean, yes. this kilometer shit. When we went to Nova Scotia, like it took me forever to realize, like, oh my god, that's how. Oh no, it's not that fast. <laughs> I can't go under. It's kilometers. I mean, jeez. Okay, so anyway, each year more than two hundred North Americans die, and fourteen thousand are injured in snowmobile accidents. Um, male snowmobilers outnumber women two to one and are more likely to sustain a catastrophic injury. Because they're wild. Yes, because they're daredevils mm-hmm. and they think nothing in the world is going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it occurs primi- primarily in ages of 21 to 30 and 40% of the injuries are catastrophic. Ugh. 68% of accidents occur during hours of suboptimal light so they're snowmobiling at dusk this well i don't think anybody's getting up at the crack of dawn to go snowmobiling but they are doing it at night or at dusk Mm -hmm. and 52 percent of the accidents the speed is the cause Mm -hmm. so there is a case of um, caleb moore he was a professional snowmobiler and quad freestyle motocross rider Mm -hmm. i'm assuming a quad is like a four-wheeler atv yeah so he, um, they had these X Games, which I think when I get into skiing, we'll talk about it more, but these X Games just ramp up the danger of these sports a thousand mm. times more. Have you ever watched them? They're awesome. They're but awesome. think of how many times they failed oh, before they landed. Oh, I know. And break how many everything, break your face, break it. I think they're going to be able to do it too because they make it look so I easy know. and now they're killing themselves. I know. So he's on his snowmobile, and he's trying to do a backflip with the snowmobile. Oh. So this is an extreme case. Oh. Most people aren't doing backflips no. on their snowmobile. The skis of the snowmobile oh, caught. Oh, my God. I'm like, I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> and the snowmobile lands on top of him. <gasps> he walks away from this accident, okay? What? So initially he walks away, and um, they, they're like, look, you really should get evaluated. We need to take you. Um, so he goes to Aspen Valley Hospital for concussion, because that's what they're worried about at, the, at first. And um, the doctors do CAT scans and they see bleeding around his heart. So he's airlifted to Grand Junction, Colorado. On the way to Grand Junction, he goes into cardiac arrest Mm -hmm. because of the blood around his heart. 
because of the cardiac arrest, there's a lack of O2. And by the time he gets to the hospital, he has an anoxic encephalopathy, uh. which anoxic means you've got no oxygen to your brain. Encephalopathy is your, your skull has, I mean, your uh, brain has swollen because of it. And he dies from it. Uh. So it's like he, he almost could have. Yeah, made it. I mean, because the thing, too, is most of these winter sports, you are very far from medical right. attention. Had he been at a hospital that was close that had cardiac, right. they could have get done a you know pericardial window, gotten the blood mm-hmm. out, but because he's so far away, it's ridiculous. So then you have um, Tri Martin of Poland, Maine. He was killed in the snowmobile accident. He was only 17. Mm-hmm. He was thrown from the snowmobile after missing a turn. The same week, a 54-year-old woman from Attleboro was thrown and hit um, tree, and the only thing that saved her was a helmet. The week before her, a Peabody woman loses control of her snowmobile, hits a ditch, and was thrown. When you look up snowmobile injuries, so I have it right here, the 2017-2018 fatal snowmobile accidents. Mm-hmm. Uh, November 2007, 23-year-old male dies after he was thrown from his snowmobile. December 2017, thrown from his snow- snowmobile. Alcohol involved. The first one, alcohol was involved. Mm. Um, in January of 2018, a year, uh, eight-year-old boy is hit by a snowmobile. Oof. Alcohol was involved. 39-year-old male dies from his injuries after he was thrown from the snowmobile. Alcohol involved. 52-year-old male in February of 2018 dies from his injuries after being thrown from the snowmobile. Alcohol was involved. Mm-hmm. In March of 2018, 49-year-old man dies after uh, being thrown from his snowmobile. This one, no alcohol. And a 28-year-old man thrown from his snowmobile, and that one had no alcohol. But my point was, they're all thrown. There's no safety. No. You, like, just like a motorcycle. And the thing, at least on a motorcycle, most of the roads are paved. They're right. safe. You can be on the highway. You can be doing 65. You're not going to hit a ditch. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit ice. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go through the ice. And if you're thrown... You're going 60 miles an hour, but yeah. maybe if you're in leather and your helmet, you're not going to hit a tree usually. You're almost guaranteed to hit something, a rock, a tree, yeah. something that's going to kill you. So safety tips for mm-hmm. snowmobiles. Actually, before I give you the safety tips, I have a girlfriend who um, had a family member who was riding a snowmobile. And this is another thing that they don't talk about with snowmobiles because I've heard it with snowmobiles. I've heard it with ATVs. When they ride on other people's property a lot, mm-hmm. and the people's whose property it is don't like it, mm-hmm. so somebody had strung like a tripwire. Yes, Ugh. but at neck level. What is wrong with people? I mean, I get it, but come on. So it killed him, and <gasps> you can imagine how it killed him because he went sixty miles an hour oh, into that. Oh Jesus! And I've that heard is that. Awful. Yes, I've heard that with ATVs. I've. Heard, I mean, it's a horrible, horrible, sick thing to go, and the person who does that should be tried. Like. If you don't want them on your property, put a fence. Put up. a fence. Put something up. Yeah. Don't do something no, so malicious no. and kill sick them. as that. You, you know you're going to kill somebody. Oh, There's no them. way you're not going to kill them. Right. I'm sorry. There's just no way right. that guy, you're going to kill them at that kind of speed. Yeah. Okay. So um, oh the OPRHP snowmobile unit recommends the following to help ensure a safe, enjoyable, and ethical snowmobiling experience oh. for everyone. Mm-hmm. So. All riders, not only youth, should complete a snowmobile safety course. Mm-hmm. They should use caution while traveling across frozen waterways. Oh, check, just like ice fishing, check your local ice conditions. Wear a flotation device and a self-rescue pack because many of snowmobiles go through yeah, the ice. Yeah, what was it? Like a couple, was that last year or the year before? Like a few went through Winnipesaukee. Yeah. I could only imagine how many snowmobiles are at the bottom of these lakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, use a buddy system. Never ride alone. This is almost like every sport, every time. Yeah. Don't do it alone. 
leave a travel plan with destinations, time of return, and an emergency contact number with somebody at the house. Mm -hmm. Do not drink and ride. Alcohol affects reaction time and judgment. Just like any other motor vehicle, do not drink and drive. That's the, it's like a boat. Like yeah. they, people don't equate Anything. that with I'm drinking and driving. Like right. they and don't I think equate. These are all it. recreational. Most times, drinking when you're doing something fun, but you really need like yeah. when you're driving a vehicle of any sort, mm-hmm. you cannot be drinking. No. Slow down. High speed operation leaves a little room for mistakes and increases stopping distance. Always, always wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. Just like Please. motorcycles, mm-hmm. always wear a helmet. Um, keep nighttime speeds below 45 miles an hour to avoid outrunning the headlights. I guess if you're going so fast, the headlights travel in the speed of light. Mm -hmm. Uh, When riding in groups, always maintain a safe following distance of at least three seconds. Kind of don't tailgate. Mm -hmm. And respect private property. The majority of snowmobile trails in the system are on private property. Snowmobile clubs invest significant time and effort to set up arrangements with landowners each year. Riding outside the marked trails on private property is trespassing and may cause landowners to close their properties to trails. So basically what I was saying, but you don't know how they're going to close. They can Mm. do something stupid like a string. And also the groomed trail surface is maintained by volunteers with the goal of making sure there is no hazards while you're riding. So that is my motorcycles of the winter. You know how I feel. Jack goes up to us with his friend to Cranmore. You know, they have the house up there. So every winter and some winters they go snowmobiling if the dad is up there they'll go snowmobiling and this is the woman that doesn't love any food in the house because of bears right yes okay so she so and she you know she always sends me pictures and stuff and i'm look and i i think it's fun like we did it too oh we, i'm pretty you sure you want to take the suck the light no out we also but... did it i'm pretty sure on like dinky little snowmobiles yeah. these, these are huge machines are not dinky little no. snowmobiles and i always look at it going oh my god if that falls on one of them like it's gonna kill them yeah. like they're these huge like so many tons and they have teenage boys. And I'm like, hey, can you just tell me when they're done, please? I mean, it's like, God, I mean, I let him do it. It's fun. I mean, it's fun. You, but yeah, but I worry all cousin, the time. He couldn't even handle a Vespa. They had Vespas at a beach house. Oh, the kid ran him into like a cornfield and got hurt. I'm like, you were in a Vespa. What does it go, 20 miles an hour? Yeah, like, what how it? hot can no, it be? No, nope. but they're boys and they do stupid shit. Like, no, right. like, they no. just do stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I sweat every time. I'm I like, know. okay, have fun. No. I almost wish I only had girls that just like to color for the rest of my life yeah. because they give me stress. A little less stress. Yep. Okay, so go ahead. We are doing... Falling through oh, the ice. I don't yeah, like this at me all. Me neither. It's not that much. And it's... um, I'll, I'll get into it. Okay. We don't want to spoil it. So, falling through the ice. Each year, nearly 8,000 people die from drowning after falling through ice. Oh, um, nightmare, because you can see. You can see the sky, I, and but you, you can't get to oh, it. Oh, God. So... Here are some things to do if you do fall through the ice. I'm not going to get into, you know, people mm-hmm. fall through the ice, they get trapped, they drown. You figure they out. They freeze, yeah. they can't And you usually like in hand, winter knows. clothes. Yeah. So it's holding you down. Yeah. But, <gasps> so he, so I had some thoughts on what you would do. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't all right. So <laughs> here are some things. First, choose carefully. Never go onto ice less than three inches thick. Never skate on it, never walk yeah, on it. But how do you know it's three inches thick? They usually do tests like at the edge of them. Okay. And tell and there should be a sign. And like people who live there know. up those places, they know that. But if you are visiting or something, there should be a test like a test spot near the edge of the pond. Um, and you can call. Okay. Like you can call the town. You know, and like, ask what's does, the ice looking what's, like. Yeah. Um, 
keep calm if you do fall. Yeah, that's real easy to say. I know. <laughs> Try your hardest to remain calm. Do not flail your arms. It releases valuable body heat. So if you're freaking out, screaming, yeah, you're and losing all of what you need, you got to keep yourself tight and in control. Um, control your breathing. You will immediately go into shock. And once you hit that water, you're in shock, yeah. um, which makes your body, so the shock makes your body gasp for air. So then you're gasping. So then you're hyperventilating. Right. Um, and then hyperventilating increases your chances of drowning because you get lightheaded, you, you pass you out. You... Um, so there's this guy, I'm never going to say this poor man's name, right? Gordon Gesprecht. He's a professor at the University of Manitoba. And he studies the physiology of being cold. That's what he studies. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, he fell through the titillating ice. career. Yeah, he fell through the ice as a child yep. when he was now hunting you know with why his he father. Does it. Yeah. Yep. Um, as he got older, he repeatedly fell through the ice to demonstrate principles <laughs> of human thermoregulation. So he's half moron. <laughs> he intentionally fell through Who the ice. Who does that? He's demonstrating. Well, I'm sure there was a team there to pull him yeah, out if there was sure. a problem. Um. So he says to remember the one ten one principle. One minute to get control, ten minutes of meaningful movement, and one hour before you become unconscious. You have to get yourself in control in that one minute or you're you're done. Gonna. Um so slow your breath. Turn to face the way you came. If you fall in, try like yeah, get oriented. Get yourself oriented. Face the way you came because that ice supported you all the way out. Oh, that so that sense. ice should be strong enough right. to support you back. Obviously, because where you fell now, it isn't. So if you keep going the right. other way, it could just keep collapsing. Um, put your hands in front of you and kick your legs until you're horizontal. Like, don't mm-hmm. stay standing up. Yeah. Lay flat. Um, get to the edge of the where the ice that you fell through. Kick as hard as you possibly can and use your arms to pull, pull yourself, yourself out. out and then roll away from the hole in the ice. Do not stand up. Right. I had heard that. Yeah. Always stay flat. Always stay flat. Roll yourself away from the hole. And then, um, then even then you don't stand up. You crawl. Mm-hmm. If you can get yourself, if you can get yourself up, roll, 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 and then crawl to the edge. God. You imagine Do how not cold that must be. I can't. But you're in such shock. I don't mean, yeah. think you feel it. Um, so you will have around 10 minutes before your nerves and muscles freeze up. If you cannot hoist yourself onto the ice, lay your arms on top of the ice and remain still. I've heard because they'll freeze to the ice. You want I your jacket to freeze onto the ice. Keeps you above. Yeah. yeah. So that if you become unconscious, because you will after you a certain drown. amount of time, hopefully you'll be frozen to the ice with your head above the water and people can see you. Right. Um, do not undress. The clothes can help you float and trap your body heat. Even though you feel like, oh, this Even is so wet, heavy, yeah. um, you can get air into them and they can help you stay above. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can obviously help you freeze to the ice, apparently. <laughs> um, if people are with you, tell them to throw you a lifesaver, a branch, a coat, a rope, anything, but do not come closer to the hole. Throw me a beer. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let them come close. They're just going to fall into right. Just have them throw stuff and get 911 there as soon as they can. Which, again, you're out usually in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere. Um, and that's about it. So just remember. I had heard that about the... Churn yourself back to where you came from. Mm-hmm. 
if you can. Oh, it's just terrifying. It's you have to. They they said that's the most important thing though is that minute. Well, and you also hear too, like because you're in cold water, you're you can potentially come back from those injuries because we will take people yes. at the hospital ice cold because you're not dead until you're warm and dead. Mm-hmm. As sorry, awful as that sounds, you have to be warm and dead. So they're yeah. gonna warm you up because people come back from that. Right. And unfortunately, what just before, after Christmas, those two little boys. Oh, I know. Two I've... little boys were out and they went through the ice and uh, they found one and he didn't make it and then it took like three days to find yeah, the other one I mean, he was... and those poor kids and they wouldn't know what to do you know they're 11 years old they're not gonna know no what and to they do. probably f- both fell oh. at the same time i don't it was awful yeah they're just they're terrible terrible things but you can like you can if you're frozen mm-hmm. you can you can make come it. back from it but it happens every year all the time you mm-hmm. watch the news every winter kids going through the ice especially and... moving water mm-hmm. don't go on frozen rivets i mean i don't want to go on and frozen no, but it's going to carry you under the ice it's going to carry you under, and it's not as sturdy as a solid because right. the water is constantly yes. moving underneath. So just don't, just don't, just don't go you on You know, it. stay in by the fireplace. Right. Get a little stay hot inside. toddy. You can drink by the fireplace. Yeah. Don't get too close to the fireplace. No, don't pour, like, accelerants on the right. fireplace. That would be stupid. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to finish up with skiing. Well, I just looked. I just turned my page. I forgot I did curling injuries. Oh, <laughs> All right, so do you want to finish your curling? Because these are all like small. Let's finish your curling because curling is my favorite sport. Okay, it's not anything. Big. And I just want to, please tell me you have a history of curling and who was the first no, I didn't dope all that. to are do the kidding? ball. And then, I love it. That's my sport all day long. It's just a little. I can work a broom like nobody's business. I I mean, I think I could get to the Olympics. I could get into curling. I could. It's the bowling of winter. I mean, you know, I'd have my little curling shirt, my name on it. Yeah. You know, there's some guy Bud sitting in the back smoking a stogie I on mean, the curling pad. They all have dad buds. Oh, big time, yeah. big time! I wonder if the special shoes like belong that we get to share. Because you know, you're on the ice, you're gonna yeah. be, you know, mm-hmm. curling, bowling of the winter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're gonna do skiing now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's favorite sport. So again, we're gonna go back in time. We're gonna go back to the '80s. Mm-hmm. The '80s skiing. You ever look at any of the 80s movies in skiing, a lot of fluorescent. There's a lot of yes. fluorescent on the mountain. And they're the one-piece suits. The one, Which are back. The one-piece. Men rocked them. Yeah. Women rocked yeah. them. Everybody had a one-piece on. A lot of fluorescent. Was mm-hmm. it Varney was the big ski mm-hmm. thing? Remember mm-hmm. Varney? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No helmets. No. That was unheard of. No one wore that. You had to wear your earmuff thing. Mm-hmm. And your hair yeah, was like out that. and about, dude. Aquanet. Yeah galore mm-hmm. and you had to use the white can because you're on the mountain and there's wind blowing <laughs> so you had to go with white aquanet um no helmets no everybody thought they were something my favorite were the guys that would ski in the jeans yes they still do it <laughs> only one you only going. see that once in a while the guy in the jeans still my like most people the put their snow pants on now but back in the day there were guys all over frigid. the mountain in jeans. Frigid. Why would you wear jeans? Because you just don't have time to buy yes. some, you know. Yeah. Okay. Sweatpants, at least. Oh, God, the 80s. So okay. that's when I, I, when I learned how to ski, there was no helmets. No. We were not using helmets. We didn't use helmets. And when you think of how dangerous skiing really mm. can be and all the ways you can smash your cranium, I can't believe there were no helmets. But let me tell you, those earmuffs, those bands were something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Barney. The glasses. You wore sunglasses. You didn't even wear goggles. You wore the big ass sunglasses. sunglasses. (laughs) Big ass sunglasses. Okay. Skiing has been around since about 6,000 BC. Wow. Because they would, that's the hunters. They would go on skis. They would make like planks because it was easier to get over the snow. The word ski comes from the Norse word skio, which means 
deft wood or stick of wood. I think that says deft wood. I don't know. And I, I have my glasses today. Mm -hmm. It was used as a method of transportation across the snow. Mm -hmm. Isn't till the late 1700s and early 1800s it becomes a sport. So we're going to go throw a couple of dates at you. Mm -hmm. 1889, Olaf Rye. Olaf, what a name. Mm -hmm. It's so he skis. Oh yeah, he, he he has to be like the man who developed skiing. He is known as the he is the first known ski jumper Ooh. in 1809. Wow. Oh, he's dangerous. 1843, first public skiing competition in Tromsø, Norway. 1863, first female ski jumper, probably Olaf's wife. I'm wondering <laughs> where the hell he's been all night. Um, in 1872, the oldest ski club is formed in Berlin, New Hampshire, by a Norwegian immigrant. And it's called the Nansen Ski Club, which is still in existence today. Oh. 1905, you have the foundation of the U.S. Ski Association. 1922, a guy named Arnold, because I can't pronounce his last name, <laughs> creates modern slalom competitive skiing. Mm -hmm. In 1924, four is the first Winter Olympics. 1936, the first chairlift is seen at Sun Valley, Idaho. Oh. 1936, the Winter Olympics adds downhill skiing as a sport. And in the 50s, women's skiing is seen in the Olympics. So, since people have strapped boards to their feet, there have been injuries and death. Mm -hmm. Injuries like knee injuries, mm -hmm. your ACL and your M MCL. So your ACL and your MCL hold your knee together mm -hmm. to keep it in spot. So you can see why those get torn up all the time. Mm -hmm. The knee injuries can require surgery and months of rehab. Mm -hmm. Some skiers can never return to the slope after a bad ACL injury. So you make sure your bindings and your skis are constantly checked regularly and done. And now my husband, the newest skier to the family, he's only been skiing about four years. Mm -hmm. He's Mr. Bindings, waxing. He's got like a ski shop down the base. Oh, yeah. He's like ski shopping in the edges. He's waxing those bad boys up. He's really a little too into it. Yeah. So some suggest wearing knee braces could help. Mm. So then you can get skier's thumb. <laughs> and it's not from picking your nose. It's the ulnar collateral ligament stretches to the extreme. From and the this pole? happens when you are falling holding your poles. Because uh, most of the times you're like a dope and you, I don't know why. You have your thumbs out. You don't release the poles. Your thumb catches. Boom. I hate poles. I know. They, I don't know what I do with them. No one I don't does anything them. with them. Except they hang for out. They races. get caught. They get, I just ski. People who race use them. Like correctly. I use them to get to the everybody ski lift else, when I no can't. One, that's that's what it. I use them to like roll no. myself to the ski lift, okay. but I'm not using them downhill. No. I don't know who I think I am, no. you know. But I'm holding on to them. They're usually out sideways. <laughs> I don't know what I'm that's doing. What, who gets those on their injuries? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with them. Uh, brain injuries. We're not shocked by that one. Nope. Spinal injuries. Mm -hmm. So as a kid, I had to be very young because this is one of the first like non-animated movies I remember. This is, You wonder why I'm fucked in the head, okay? There was the movie called The Other Side of the Mountain. And I remember seeing this as a kid and it terrifying me. Mm -hmm. It is the story of Jill Kenmont Booth. She is, in 1955, on January 31st, 1955, she is on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Because at 18, she had won the National Women's Slalom and she's expected to go to the 1956 Winter Olympics no. in Italy. Before this magazine even hits the stands... She is at a competition in, I believe, Utah, and she slides off an um, icy bump in the slalom in Alta, Utah, and she's left paralyzed from the next down. She becomes oh, a quad. Jesus Christ. Um, 
and the rest of the movie is her life after she becomes a quad and she became a teacher and just trying to recover from this injury. Yeah. I I am terrified of being a quad. Yeah. As much as being fallen on the ice of any injury in the war, I am terrified. And a quad would be par- a quadriplegic, you know, neck down, you can't move anything. The thought of just sitting in a chair all day with somebody having to do everything for me. I mean, I can do that now, but I can get up if I absolutely have to. Terrifies me. Yeah. Terrifies me. To- I would rather be dead. I'm sorry. I, 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 God forgive for the old, people who have to live like that. I pray for you every day. I could not live like yeah. that. Okay. So, and then we have death, which brings me to a few stories. You okay. know, I love my death stories. I do. But these are our famous deaths, which I'm sure most of you can come up with them. But we're going to start with Sonny Bono. Mm-hmm. I remember the Sonny and Cher yeah. show. I don't. But oh I my know god! I, I used to think she was the most glamorous woman I'd ever laid eyes on with her long black her hair. Her hair was like and her so outfits. Pretty. Her outfits, mm. uh, like if it glitters, I must have been a stripper because if it glitters, I'm like, oh, this is the most beautiful thing in the world. So picture like a four year old watching Sunny and Cher come out every week. She had these glamorous outfits. Oh, couldn't get enough. So he and his fourth wife, Mary, and his two kids, they're at Heavenly Ski Resort on the Nevada California border. It's called Heavenly. Heavenly. Mm-hmm. Well, and now we know why. Sonny left his family to ski alone. You're not supposed to yep. ski alone. Bodies, body system. Right. He never comes back. He's reported earlier on missing, and they find him that evening. He had skied into a wooded area, wooded again, mm-hmm. hit a tree, and the cause of death is massive head injury. Yep. I does, it does not say in the article whether he was wearing a helmet or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to assume he was not since he had such massive head injury, but I could be wrong on that. A few days earlier of the same week, January 2nd, 1988, Michael Kennedy is skiing at Aspen at Copper Bowl with his family. Mm -hmm. His family had this habit of playing ski football. So they would all go to the top of the mountain and they would ski and throw the football around. Mm -hmm. And it's described as a very Kennedy-esque thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, A close family friend said that Michael became distracted by the ball and slammed headfirst into a tree. He is there with his sister, Rory Kennedy. Mm-hmm. She winds up going right over at the scene. I mean, he hits so hard, oh, he's getting mouth-to-mouth at the scene. Yeah. The cause of death is head and neck trauma. So it sounds like if he's not breathing, he must have snapped his neck I immediately. Think he, yeah. um, March 19th. So this is only maybe a month later, March 19th. Sorry, different year. 2009, Natasha Richardson, mm-hmm. Liam Neeson's wife, she dies as a result of a fall while skiing. And what's sad about this is she's skiing at... Mont French words. The French words. Can you just ever pronounce it normal? Mont Tremblant Ski Resort in Quebec. She's on a beginner's hill. She's just learning how to ski, and she fell. She's not wearing a helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially, she's fine. She's like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." And the policy of the ski resort was, if you fall, they take you back to your house. So she skis back to the house with one of the ski mm-hmm. people. Um, within ten minutes, an ambulance is called. So back at the house, she starts becoming disoriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough that the people around her were like, something's not right here. She was conscious. She's not herself. And she's transferred to the hospital. I am never going to pronounce it. It's a French name Mm -hmm. in Montreal. And from there, she's flown to Lenox Hill in North Carolina. They later discover she died from having an epidural hematoma. Why did they fly her all the way to North Carolina? Because that's not North Carolina, New York City. Sorry. Lenox Hill, New York City. I was like... That's yeah. I'm sorry. It probably um, could have made a couple stops. Yeah, between. Geez, we went. You know, could have come to where we are. We yep. take everybody. Um, so, an epidural hematoma mm-hmm. in the OR is one of the absolute true emergencies. emergencies. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds silly when you're like, "Well, a stabbing and a shooting," but most stabbings and shootings, believe it or not, can come up and they're pretty stable. 
an epidural hematoma, the way the bleed is in your head, you can't, it does, has no place to go. Mm-hmm. So it pushes on the brain. It Which, can't even like, a, a subdural hematoma can diffuse the blood into the brain. The epidural is sitting between the bone and the, the brain. So it's just pushing and pushing and pushing the more mm-hmm. the bleeding happens. And eventually it'll push the brain out through the hole in the bottom of your skull and you're going to herniate and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. So when an epidural comes in, they are flying in the room. It is a true emergency. Mm-hmm. And you usually don't have very long to live because of the bleeding. Mm-hmm. We had a 13-year-old a couple of years ago. Um, took a baseball bat to the head. Yeah. Not a bat, a ball. Ball. And he came in with an epidural hematoma. Mm-hmm. And you could watch him decompensate mm-hmm. in front of you. So that's what she had. They, she didn't have a shot. Yeah. She, they already Especially, had that's hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had already waited too long yeah. when she was 10 minutes in. Yeah. So she she dies. So the things to do when skiing, wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. Wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Please wear a helmet. Oh, and please wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. And check your ski equipment regularly. Use proper ski equipment. Don't borrow your friend's ski equipment because ski equipment is measured to your height and your weight and your bindings for your skill level. So if you have an expert skier's skills and you fall, your bindings aren't going to let go. Mm-hmm. Get proper instruction. Take lessons. Don't just put your skis on and go straight down the mountain. Do not that's go stupid. straight down the mountain. First of all, it's ca- even if you yeah, take we're lessons. not kamikaze and down the mountain because no. it's stupid. Wear your goggles. Take a break. Though I tell the kids every time, all the accidents happen after lunch. You're tired. Yes. You've eaten. Everybody falls after lunch. And there's après ski. Because what? Après ski. Who drink? Don't drink, and then go down a mountain of ice. Right. Please don't do it with other people. Finish skiing. Then have, you have a great because then you, you're also going to get hypothermic because you're sweating. Right, you're not going to. Don't. Right. Why? Why do you Everybody need wants to, to? Make I... it better with drinking. Why not? Right. Uh-huh. Ski with a friend. Yes. So we have a friend at work who um, works at a ski mountain, mm-hmm. and he was just telling me he was out of work for a couple of weeks. So I was like, "Where the hell have you been?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, let me tell you, I was skiing." I'm like, "Oh, it's going to the podcast." He's like, "That's fine." <laughs> so he is at the top of an expert mountain mm-hmm. by himself. He's like, literally, I just got off the ski lift and I tipped over. He's like, I don't know what happened. I just tipped over. The edge of the ski caught his knee, sliced it to Mm. the bone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and now I'm alone, so I can't even send somebody down to go and get me help. Mm -hmm. So he had to ski with a bloody stump of a leg here (laughs) all the way down to the ski patrol. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, well, we can send you to such and such hospital. He's like, I'm going to Boston. I'm going to such and such a place. They're like, that's a little extreme, don't you think? <laughs> He's like, I work there. That's where I'm going. So he has quite a nice little gash on his mm-hmm. knee skiing alone. Don't yeah. ski alone. No. It's stupid. Um, respect your limits. Stay in control. Don't do kamikazes. No. Nope. Follow the rules. Don't be these dopes that I always want to smash in the face when you see the trails blocked off. And they go around the big orange trail so that There's they can reason. go down. It's, it's stupid. It's blocked off. It's stupid. Yeah. So Cameron is into watching all these, like, you know, the, they watch all these stupid things on YouTube. Yeah. Like, oh it's like, that's all they do now is watch stupid shit on YouTube. Yep. So he was watching ski accidents. Oh. On, I'm telling you. And I don't like to watch anything when somebody goes unconscious. It disturbs yeah. me. And, you know, now they've got the train parks. As if skiing isn't mm-hmm. dangerous enough. Mm-hmm. Let's put amateurs in the train park. And this kid's on the train in the train park, and he's on that thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's like cement in the middle, and it's got the two metal rails down the side, yeah, yeah. so they can jump up and ski down the side of the rail. Mm-hmm. Kid wipes out, and you hear boom, boom. His head is what cracks the rail first, <gasps> then his legs. Oh. Out cold in the snow. This kid is face down in the snow. Oh. 
And I sit there and watch this thing, and I'm like, and now the other kids, they're trying to do all these things. Their legs are catching in the bars. Yeah. You know what that's doing to their knees? Ugh. I'm like, oh, that was an ACL. He's dead. That's a concussion. <laughs> I said, I can't even watch these. These yeah. aren't even funny to me because no, these kids funny. are getting serious. That's a yeah. broken leg. That's a broken arm. That kid has no teeth. That's- I don't enjoy it. No. I don't. So don't be stupid no. when you're skiing because, you know, you're already kind of behind the eight ball because it's cold. So mm-hmm. your body's trying to catch up because you're cold. Mm-hmm. If you know your limits, don't try to show off because you're with the friends right. because there's a girl in a really cute Varney ski suit. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. take it easy. All right. Well, that we're going to lead into my favorite sport ever. Curling. Curling. I don't know why. I, I don't even remember doing this. Is so, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's I such s- a bizarre sport. So I'm in charge one night. And it was during the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. And I'm. And you'll watch anything that's good. And I love sports. So I have it on. You know, there was nothing going on. So I'm watching. I have the Olympics on. And it's curling, and the U.S. is in it for the gold medal. Now, I, mean, hey. I don't care what it is. If the U.S. is in it for the, the gold US medal, the U.S. is in it for the gold medal. We're on it. I'm going. I got my T-shirt curling I'm rules. I got my flags, my phone finger. I'm ready to roll. The Olympics are my favorite two weeks of every I other year. I love the Olympics. The Olympics. The Olympics are boring. The I'm Olympics. sorry. I think this is so boring. Oh my God. What do I do? I'm like a nut. I'm like, guys, this downhill us. slalom, one ski. <laughs> One arm, God, this is on. We like have to share. Like Daddy ski in the K two with his one ski. <laughs> I am like a yeah, nut. Kill us. Not, I love it. So, <laughs> um, so watch it. It's it's literally curling. People mm. are coming through, and they're like, "What are you watching?" Because I'm screaming at them doing the curling because it's such a screaming kind of sport I'm, right because it's so intense. sweep 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 you fucker sweep I'm screaming at them they're like what are you watching I'm like curling they're like why I'm like curling and they're like you're screaming I'm like yes they're gonna win the gold medal like I'm come on this is the bowling of the winter get behind it I'm losing my mind I love it so anyways so I get I literally don't even remember doing this I don't know when I did this um on atipt.com <laughs> Um, there was an article called Curling, a stone throw away from injury. Come on! <laughs> I swear come, to God. come on. Come on. What do they beat each other up with the stick handles? Like, I, come on. Did somebody get rolled over by the stone because they're not fast enough? You, I the- mean, you could definitely slip and get a concussion. That's definite. They were on their knees. There's that. No, they're not. The guy who personally. No, he, moved- he, it's a lunge. Oh, it's a lunge. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, watch. watch okay, Olympics. well, you're still not in a standing position when you're on no, a lunge. No, you probably throw a knee out, too. Oh my god! I would and then break, they sweep in. They I'd break a hammy in a lunge. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Um, so they yeah, must I, have great asses. All those lunging. I don't. They're definitely dad bods. Oh. Definitely dad bods. Bowling yeah. over the winter. Go ahead. So the article states that although curling is less of an adrenaline rush for spectators, <laughs> yep, I'd say than so. Other Olympic games, it <laughs> is quite complicated. Awake. I mean, I have, I always have the adrenaline rush. I think you I'm could find an adrenaline rush in golf. Like you could, you love sports. I do. Yeah. I don't even like golf, and I will. I know. I, I will know. chair on a Paula. PGA I know. Um, three point three point five percent of player. Spit it out. Three point five percent of players are injured per year. It's so boring. You were falling asleep while you were reading. Okay. A whopping three point five are injured. <laughs> they are at risk from musculoskeletal injuries, especially of the knees, shoulders, hips, and back. Those deep lunges. The will back. Kill you I get it. Time. I mean, a blow back out in yeah. a second. Knees can have muscle strains from not warming up properly. And then putting the knee into deep flexion. I would love to see the training camp for curling. Like what their pregame warm up is. I think I might start. I think I might start. That or speed walking. I think I have an in in the Olympics. If you are a curler and you are locally in the Boston area, for the love of God, invite us to your curling team. Please, please. Because I would love to see the pre-warm up. I just want to watch. I also do want to just try to throw the stone. Can I sweep for you? Yes. Okay. 
um, shoulders can have tendonitis from the 40-pound stone. It's 40 pounds, that stone. And the vigorous pushing of the broom. <laughs> Hip flex. He has some vigorous broom sweeping right you there. You have to. He is a gold winner. You gotta get it around and into the. You have, oh, it's what I yell at my kids. Get in the corners. Get that macaroni out of the corners. Um, hip flexes can be pulled from the extension of the hip while mm-hmm. throwing the stone. That yep. deep lunge again. Mm-hmm. That deep um, lunge will kill you every time. I mean, I mean, maybe I should just do. I mean, it would be a quite a butt workout. It would be. Yeah. Um, backs can be strained from not keeping the back straight when lunging and throwing the stone. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to keep it in line. And you're uh, not throwing it; you're pushing it. Yes. Let's be clear but here. When this isn't like the Highland Games, no, where we're throwing logs. You're pushing yes. the forty-pound stone yes. that's already on the ice. Yes. Okay. To prevent injuries, strengthen your core. Stretch each muscle group for 30 seconds, three times each. Strengthen shoulder muscles and stretch before and after your curling event. I will make sure to do that. Mm-hmm. Many moons ago in my drinking days, mm-hmm. a teenage, not teenage, I was 21, 22. Mm-hmm. I'm at Clocks in Boston, oh, which yeah. I don't even think exists anymore. I don't think I'm at so. Clocks. This guy comes up to me and he's talking to me. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? He's like, I'm a professional bowler. I'm like, no, really. He's like, no, really. I'm a professional bowler. I'm like, dude, I don't have time for this shit. He's like, he's getting mad now. He's like, I am a professional bowler. I'm like, oh, do you have your own health insurance too? Like, do you have your own union, professional bowlers of the United States? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He finally walked away from me. So could you imagine somebody coming up to you and saying, well, you know, what do you do? I'm a curler. I'm but a professional curler. they the Olympics. But could you, have you ever met one? No. All right. What would you do if you were out? You're at a bar, and mm-hmm. a guy comes up to you. He's got the sexiest dad bod you've ever seen. Mm. And he's like, and you're like, oh, what are you doing? He's like, I curl. I'm a professional curler. I sweep. I'm the sweeper. I'm, the, I'm, I'm a, a clean-up sweeper. I am a vigorous sweeper. <laughs> what do you think of that? Like, I, are you going to go for him, or are you going to go for the hot-ass hockey player who's got, like, four teeth? I'm not into the hockey players. <gasps> Men on ice. Never. Yum. Mm-hmm. Yum. I'm not into them. All right. Basketball. Well, okay. Into them or not? Ice hockey player? Curler. Hockey. I mean, curler. You'd have to go Who's hockey. on the hotter level? Yeah. Okay. Hockey. I'm just saying. But I would probably want to go to the curling. I place. would. I would. I mean, because I, yeah. I, I've never met one in my life, and no. I don't think they exist. I'd be exist. really interested. I think these are fake people they put out there. I love I it. I think it's a fake sport. I love it. I know. I love it. When is the next Winter Olympics? Uh, the Summer Olympics this year. So two more years. Oh, 2022. I wind up literally turning the TV on. And I'm like, God damn, are they still on? I, what has it been? Four months? They've been hot. <laughs> I'm like, can you record this? Because I have to watch that event when I get home. I, I do like the gymnastics. I think that's my favorite to watch. I, swimming, I lose my mind. Check, lose my mind. I like I to love look it. at the swimmers, the males. Yeah. Um, their bodies are crazy. I think of any athlete, swimmers have the best bodies yeah. in the world. I swam. You have a German girl. I don't look at you. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is you, the boy, I mean, you swam with the boys. Mm-hmm. 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 There would be some boys, like, they'd come through and all the mothers would be in the stands, like, for the meets. They'd be like, oh, boys. I'm like, I can't believe they're doing that. Now I'm thinking, I'm going to be the mother. <laughs> don't you want to swim? Please tell me you want to go take care of me. <laughs> I have a pool. Can you bring your friends over? <laughs> I have my friends over. I'm going to be sitting there at the pool. Friends I'm going to have. One of those Winstons that's 80 feet long right with my girlfriends and with the big Vane glasses. I mean, hi, boys. Want to take a dip in the pool? <laughs> well, my girlfriends are really up. You can take that shirt off anytime you want. <laughs> Let me take that for you. Do you need I'll some lotion? It. I'll hold it. Do you need sunscreen? 
Oh my god, I'm gonna be a dirty old lady. I am a dirty old <laughs> lady. I don't know who I'm talking about. I walk by a young kid and he smells good. I'm like, he might be legal. I'll just follow him around for a little bit. <laughs> I'm married. I love my husband. I'm not I'm going anywhere. Follow. She's she also doesn't follow young boys. No, around. I don't. But I love the smell of them. <laughs> I was at. I went to see 1917. So good. Did I you like it? I liked it. I thought it was like a little, a little um, unbelievable. Like. Those kids would have been dead long before they ever got to where they were going. That's like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, it was exactly like. But as I'm, I thought they did a great job depicting how young these yeah. kids were. So, <laughs> I'm so stupid. The end of the movie, right? Um, there was a reason I was telling you this, and I don't. Oh, because somebody in the in the back row smelled like um, it was either Polo Aramis, mm. and I had, of course, because I'm doing the stupid cleanse, I had to pee eighty times around the movie, and every time I'm like, <gasps> 1989. <laughs> He's 19, I couldn't see him, but he yeah. was 1989 right there. <laughs> so anyway, so it gets to the end of the movie and I'm sobbing. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, it's not a, that sad. I'm like, no, but it is. All these men were dying for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like they just threw them at the at the guns and they just mowed them down. Yeah. I'm bawling my eyes out. He's like, you got to get a hold of yourself. We got to get out of here. You got to drive home. I'm like, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm like, and this is why I don't go watch war movies. When we're going in, I'm like, give me some napkins. He hits me like three. I said, it's a war movie. He's like, all right, here. And he hits me like 20. I'm like, come on. You have to bring your own little tissue. I need like a toilet paper roll if I go to a war movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So does that conclude our uh, winter? I, I didn't find any surprise, any more surprise write up. So. All right. I do like the curling surprise though. That was a good one. I liked it. I was surprised. All right. Here's my plea again. Please review us. <laughs> we have one review that came in recently. Ooh. A new one. I liked it. Um, I don't. I think what we're going to do is we're going to start reading these reviews. If they come in, we will read your reviews. I don't know who you are because I get all these code names from the yeah, review. We can just say the code name. We'll say the code name. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll read your reviews as they come in. Help us out. We love it. Mm-hmm. And um, the anniversary episode's coming up. We have a couple of stories that some people have sent in. If you'd like to be part of that episode, send us in a good story. It could be about absolutely anything. anything. And Questions we, you have yeah. that we could answer. Anything, anything, anything. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy your winter sports. Please be careful. Wear, Wear a helmet. Don't, Don't drink. drink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not scripted. We just literally said it at the same time. Um, please be careful. Please be careful. Mm-hmm. Please be careful. Please. Enjoy. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.